Welcome to the Confidently Me with CC podcast. I'm your host and hype queen, CC. My purpose is to empower you to discover your most authentic self and find confidence in every ounce of what makes you, you. Tune in on Tuesdays to experience reality unfiltered as we break down the crazy norms and expectations we've been conditioned to believe our entire lives. All while learning how to discover your true self and live a happier, more fulfilled life being confidently you. Let's do this, fam. Hey, 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 pod fam. Ooh, that's a new intro that I haven't done before. Happy today to you, and welcome to today's episode of the Confidently Me with CC podcast. I hope you had a lovely weekend wherever you are coming from and that your Monday felt uh, productive, I'll say. We have one hell of an episode for you today, diving into all of our relationships and how the heck to find the right ones for you. But first, We'll dive into our pod pit and pod peak of the week. So starting with my peak, always starting with the best first. This week, I discovered Broadway Peloton rides. (laughs) Oh my, the ex-theater person in me really, really needed this boost, especially after you hear my pit. Um, But I did an Andrew Lloyd Webber ride, which was so awesome because I had all the Jesus Christ Superstar and fan of the opera and Sunset Boulevard on there. Uh, And then I actually did an ABBA Mamma Mia ride, which uh, if anyone is listening who knows me, ABBA always comes in as my Spotify wrapped number one artist. Well, actually, sometimes it competes uh, with Taylor Swift, but (laughs) this year it was an ABBA year. So that really just pumped me up. And I am so excited to just save those little Broadway Peloton rides for when I really need them most. And I need that little extra boost of joy. So Oh, that was so totally awesome. If you are also into like theater or Broadway things, PSA, Peloton has Broadway rides. Anywho, on to my pit for the week. So my company had layoffs this week. I am safe. I made the cut and I am so grateful to still have a job. Uh, They pretty much took a nuke to my team and just scattered us all throughout the org. So I just want to say for any of you who are going through it out there with with work stuff. You are not alone. This is really an anxiety inducing time. Uh, I literally haven't been on LinkedIn for two weeks because it's a total bloodbath on there. And I just got to do what I do to protect myself and just give myself the grace. So this is a PSA to just please give yourself the grace and prioritizing doing whatever you need to do to foster as much safety and healthy comfort into your life right now as possible. Personally, I've doubled up on therapy and um, doubled up on therapy, meaning like I've had two sessions of therapy every week for the past couple of weeks. And I've just been fostering a really safe space for myself. You know, what that looks like to me is all things comfort. So using my heated blanket, I got one of those red light therapy lights. Um, It's super awesome, actually, that I've been meditating to every day. I also treated myself to a new batch of crystals, which is something that I just actually got into. Um, I gave my dog Molly a bath. So she was just nice and clean for me to like unlimited snuggle her. Um, You know, it's like not fun snuggling like a smelly dog. Not that Molly gets super smelly, but you know, I just wanted her to be really clean for the extra comfort. Um, And I've also been reading and uh, watching a lot of baking competition shows because that's really just what makes me feel safe. Uh, And this one show in particular that I've been binging um, is one where everybody wins. So it makes me feel extra good. It's called Bake Squad on Netflix, actually. So if baking shows are your thing, Bake Squad will be a total hit for you. 
But anyway, moving on from the pit and peak, let's go right into our main topic for today's episode. So not too hot, not too cold, but just the right people for you, part one. Honestly, I don't know when part two is going to come out yet, but I know that this isn't the last time we'll be talking about finding the right people for you on here. So buckle up, fam. Today is all about what you want out of your relationships. This is a how-to episode on finding that perfect cup of people porridge for you, fam. Now say that 10 times fast. Um, so diving into things like how your relationships literally make you feel, both in a physical sense and emotionally and discovering what your preferences are for how you like to feel supported in your relationships and if you're even getting that right now across the board. Also, leaning into things like how much fun you want to have in your relationships or how real do you like to get with people and who in your life brings you those things and how much of it do they bring. Also, this is a PSA. PSA means public service announcement, if you don't know, that it all starts with what you want, fam. I want you, with this episode, I want you to feel so freaking empowered and prioritize what you want, period. This is about you, and it's time to focus on you and whatever you need, sis or bro, or you. We are done prioritizing other people and meeting their needs without getting it back or prioritizing our own needs first. You heard it here, fam, and it's sticking. So today I'm going to teach you all about how you can decipher who is good for you in your life and who isn't, along with why it's important to do so in the freaking first place for your confidence building journey. I also go into my personal story around relationships and how it's really helped shape who I am today. Also, this week's pro tip offers a really cool exercise in my humble opinion, and it's something that's helped me out tremendously when I began to become curious around which relationships in my life I should hold on to and which ones I shouldn't. And I'll warn you, fam, at least for me, there were way more people that it was time for me to move on from and take some space from than ones that should stay. But you'll hear all about it in this episode, especially when I get into story time with some real nitty gritty vulnerable details. So first off, though, why is this whole relationships in our life thing important to our confidence building journeys in the first place? Well, first things first, we can't truly be confident if we give people who bring us down so much power over our lives. Power equals time and influence. So what does that mean? As far as time goes, we have about 28,000 some odd days on average to live in this lifetime. And if we waste yet another day, let alone another freaking minute on people who strip value, not add, but strip value and energy from our lives, then what the heck are we living for? And as far as influence goes, that means doing things we wouldn't normally do or feel comfortable with just because we know or think that it's what the other person prefers. So for example, we all have that friend who expects so much out of everyone for their birthdays. And I know you're thinking of that very person in your head right now. To me, 
I mean, there's a healthy balance between the two. I have friends who I just know, adore, and value their birthdays. And honestly, it it makes me so happy to see them happy. So I know I'm not being influenced negatively when I agree to have like three separate plans across three different weeks just to celebrate their one birthday. <laughs> but I also expect them to understand that if I don't want to engage in all the birthday fun or if I can't go to 100% of it, that they don't think I don't care about them or that I don't want to celebrate their birthday. And that it's just something I can openly communicate about and that they don't get shady or passive passive aggressive with me because I was real with them. But then on the other hand, there might be a world where I'm actually afraid of not doing all the birthday activities that that person asks me to and everything that comes with it, like spending money, spending time, like being hungover for a whole day and doing it because I fear like I'm scared that they'll get mad at me or won't want to be my friend anymore or will treat me differently or single me out or get a group to gang up on me because I went against their birthday wishes, even when my gut tells me that the ask is too much in the first place or that I just don't want to celebrate their birthday that much. You see what I mean? Oh. And let me tell you, fam, the scenario where I was afraid is how I lived my whole life up until I was 24, which is when I realized it was time for me to really get to know who I truly am. Like, who is the authentic Cece? And how do we prioritize her over literally everything else she spent her life thus far prioritizing? Period. It was at that point where I realized that I'd literally rather just have myself than surround myself with people who aren't good for me. You know, people who A, don't embrace me for me, or B, allow me for me to for me to be the best, most honest and real version of myself whenever I engage with them. We must stop giving outside people so much power when it goes against whatever we're feeling or instinct or vibe that we get from our inside. And a big part of that is just starting to listen, like developing the muscle to listen to what's inside. And really, like up until I was 24, I had no muscle of sorts. I didn't even know I was allowed. And when I say allowed, I'm saying that like with air quotes, like I didn't know I was like allowed to choose the people that I can have in my life. And honestly, I thought that having people in my life was way more important than how they all made me feel. Whew. And a boy was I wrong. So when we start to look inward and become curious around who we are authentically, it's an act of self-love in itself that really builds over time because we naturally start to use our own authenticity, you know, our own true self, our really what's inside, what's in our heart to gauge what feels good and what doesn't in our lives. And all of this comes from a place of love for ourselves because we suddenly start to want to want what's in our own best interest. It's something from you for you. Really sensing a whole theme here, fam, around self-love. So just like when giving advice to a bestie, you know, one of your healthy besties, I started to give advice to myself. And it was really crazy when all that self-advice started to go against everything that I had been conditioned to believe was right or good in my life. And that's when therapy became super helpful to me because it was like a validation backboard that helped con continue to guide me in the right direction. Uh, but that's a combo for another time. I cannot wait to get into all of the reasons why therapy is so freaking amazing, um, especially once you find the right therapist. But anywho, now that we know why our understanding of who's right for you in your life is key to your confidence building journey, 
How do we even decipher who is and who isn't right for us? Who is and who isn't right for you in the first place? Well, it is all about feeling, not about emotions, but how you literally feel on a physiological level, like in your body, in your mind. To me, that's the best first indicator. Different people will evoke different feelings in you, which is also, in turn, causes you to behave in different ways when you're around them. So for me, I always like to look to that feeling I get after I hang out with someone or engage with someone as like my first indicator as to whether or not they're good for me in my life. And also side note here, like all of these types of relationships stem across all different types of people in your life. It could be friends. It could be your significant other. It could be family. Like all of these types of relationships are things or, or are relationships that you should take into consideration along your journey here. So for example, a couple weeks ago, I got dinner with my old roommates from a few apartments ago. Shout out to Carrie and Lizzie and Claire. Missed you, boo. Um, but when it was time to leave after we said our goodbyes and I got into my Uber, like I felt so freaking elated, so joyful, so giddy, so full of like love and appreciation and fulfillment for these people that I literally wanted to text them telling them how much fun I had and how we should do it again sometime soon, like the very minute after we said goodbye to each other. You know what I mean? It's that feeling inside when you just know something is right and that you want more of it and that my authentic instinct, which was to text them right away, and that it would be accepted in and embraced by those people, which it totally was. And I got it back from them. It was reciprocated and further reinforced these people's place in my life. And it was my time worth spent being with them because I value my time and I got to prioritize it for the people that prioritize me back. Whereas in the past, my goodness, I'm like lightheaded right now feeling just the feelings that I, I used to, or just tapping into the feelings that I used to feel in these situations. But in the past, I would feel so nervous after group dinners, like constantly judging my performance, you know, like obsessing over how many times I made everyone laugh. Was I cool enough to make it onto anyone's Insta story at the dinner? And wondering if I even secured my to be invited to the next one. Uh, I'd also contemplate for however long whether or not I should send like a follow-up text after, and I wonder when the heck next time I would see these people would be. So here, the feelings and behaviors I observed in myself were paranoid, nervous, obsessive, stressed, second-guessing, unsure, not being good enough, performative, and the bottom line is, is that none of these feelings feel good. Like, it's not something that I want more of. It's like negative in my life. It's a value decrease. It's not a value add. A value elimination, not a val value abundance. You see what I mean. So I ask you now, who in your life makes you not feel like you want more of it? And then conversely, who in your life do you want to feel more of? Does that make sense? And for many reasons, that second group dinner example felt so normal to me for so long. I didn't know I had the option to live up any other way, honestly. So fam, give yourself the love right now. Give yourself the opportunity to freaking live differently, to seize life in a more clear, connected, aligned, fulfilled, and joyful way out of that bit of love that you have for yourself. And I challenge you to curiously observe how you react to whenever you engage with the different people in your life. Odds are, if you have even the smallest iota of an inkling that someone gives you icky feelings, then you probably need to take some space from them. 
And I say this with so much love for you because I've been there and it really, really, really isn't easy. Another helpful tool for me in all this deciphering is objectively figuring out what motivates people in your relationships with them. Like, do they tell you they care or do they actually show it through the actions that they take? And do you feel like you can openly express what you need from them, especially in times that are rough for you? Because that's when we really need our people most, when times are hard. Different people serve different purposes in our lives at different times, and it is totally okay for this to be a thing. I mean, I can't really imagine a world where everyone can be everything for you or for me all at once or all the time. What's key, though, is the icky feeling I was talking about earlier. And when I say icky, I like literally go right to my belly because like that's where I feel like my my nervousness, that ickiness that makes you want to kind of like peel over and just raise your shoulders up and clench your teeth. Ugh, just all of it feels so bad. But it's the icky feeling I was talking about earlier that people in your life don't make you feel less than or take up your time in those negative ways. And for me, this isn't black and white nor do I necessarily think it's black and white for anybody. So I kind of have this zoomed out view of all of the core people in my life where I know their vibes and what I should expect from them. Like what people in my life are my fun people and only my fun people, which is totally all good. They're the people I tend to engage with the most when I'm feeling good or I just want to have fun and go out and do whatever. I can safely expect fun from my fun people. Then I know I have the people that I can go to for unconditional love and support when I'm having a really hard time. Like with my mentee B from a few weeks ago, there were a few people in my life who really, really showed up for me in ways that I needed. And that meant so freaking much to me. And I'll surely be there for them in the same way if that is what they need. These people really showed me that they care. And that's what meant so much. There are also people who I don't talk to every day, or honestly, I don't even talk to them every week even, but they still mean so much to me in my life because whenever we do get around to connecting, it is so special because I feel so good inside after engaging with them. And odds are these people can't be there for me in hard times, and I don't expect that from them. But we sure have a lot of fun and open-hearted connectedness whenever we do get around to catching up. What I've learned, though, is that, again, not every friend is going to be able to be everything for you all of the time. But at the end of the day, there can still be the just the right people or just the right people porridge out there for you. And it's going to look different with each person in your life, right? In whatever special way that makes them who they are and whatever special connection they have with you. And that's really nice. And we got to honor that, fam. So this brings me into talking a bit more about wrong people through my lens. And I'm going to be really real with y'all now and share my story with you because it's extreme and also just goes to show how freaking conditioned I was. Also, I feel like I'm saying I'm uh, freaking a lot this episode, but I just I feel really passionate about this relationship stuff. So bear with me and all the freaking. It's not reckoning, but freaking. But this just really does, in all seriousness, goes to show just how comfortable I was in living in suffering. So to start, 
<clears throat> story time. I'm one hell of a learner, and throughout my upbringing, I was definitely rewarded with love for achievement. Whether it was getting good grades or being cast as a lead in a show or making varsity tennis or getting into that perfect college for me, I was really conditioned to think that I always had to work hard to not only get what I want or what I thought I wanted, but also to receive really fundamental human necessities like love, safety, and assurance in return for my own quote-unquote success. And that essentially I didn't earn those things if effort wasn't put into something, even if that something wasn't actually the right thing for me. So combine that with being raised in a household where people-pleasing was my frickin' specialty. Oh, there goes the frickin' again. Um, But people-pleasing was my specialty, which was actually developed as a result of having a bipolar, rageaholic dad. So I never knew what his mood was going to be down to the very minute. And I'd always be walking on eggshells around him because I would never know when he would blow up next. So between the two things, I had the perfect storm for pursuing the absolute wrong people in my life. I mean, literally starting in preschool people, I was attracted to friends that I felt I really needed to earn the attention of. And later on, boys that I completely needed to take care of or please. And then in high school, I'd say my friend group was part of the typical teenage popular crowd because that's who I thought I was supposed to be. I thought I should be popular because that's who I thought I had to mold into in order to be accepted, in order to be lovable. And even though that's just not so who I was, and I was honestly bullied because of it, because I I was different from this group as hard as I tried to mold from them. I also felt like I had to be this like joke cracker and attention seeker just to really feel validated and like I had a place there. But on the inside, I'm pretty freaking weird in all of my beautiful ways. And that's actually some of the things that I love about myself now. And I'm also crazy sensitive. These are things that I did not know I was back then because I hadn't put the time or effort into learning these things about myself because I didn't know any differently. Being a teenager is really hard. But Anywho, I love science and I love geeking out on things like documentaries on engineering fails and the Hubble telescope. And I was a total theater person who would really hide that identity in school by doing shows at summer camp and through non-school related theater companies. And I would flex my sporty side by doing varsity sports like tennis and ski team, but I didn't really belong there either. Even though I was athletic and I could keep up and I made varsity tennis like freshman year, which actually was pretty cool now that I think about it. But still, everyone in those things was so normal. Like I remember even on the buses that we would take when we go to matches and stuff, like I couldn't relate to people and what they were talking about because they were so quote unquote normal. And I'm not normal. I'm just not. And then everything came crashing down my senior year of high school when I got super depressed. And I wasn't suicidal, but I couldn't leave my bed. And I was afraid to see my friends. And I was addicted to Law & Order SVU, which is just so dark and low. I ended up missing a month of school and I had to be hospitalized. Like literally, I was in a mental hospital for 10 days because I had to go through this like complete supervised med change to help pull me out of the funk that I was in. I honestly think that the depression was a result of everything that I had been holding on to inside of me, like all of the pressure that I had put on myself, all of the need I had for things in my life to feel perfect, perfect, like how hard I had tried to be and feel in control and contrive reality, really. It was brutal. And gosh, I can't say this enough. Like this is really bringing it back for me. High schoolers really have it tough. They, Gen Z's, 
there is hope for you. So anywho, when I went to college, which I was able to do, I did successfully get out of my depression. Uh, I definitely developed into more of my own persona, but I still totally operated in many of the same ingrained ways, uh, especially since I had spent most of my time with a boyfriend throughout college who had a lot of health problems. So I was always caretaking for him, of course, as a way for me to earn love and to feel like I could give myself to someone so I could kind of ignore myself and what I needed. I really had no clue just how much I prioritized other people over myself throughout my whole life until the beginning of the pandemic. So I had just turned 24 and the world had completely shut down and I had been so diligent around putting in all this effort to keep in touch with my friends uh, when suddenly I stopped reaching out one day. Like literally, I had always just been like the reacher outer, the one making the plans and probably I would say maybe 75% of the time it was like that and then 25% of the time I would get reached out to and it was like the best thing ever because I was like, wow, I'm so validated and people actually do want to talk to me and they like me. But anywho, I'd always been putting all this effort into keeping in touch with my so-called friends. And then I just stopped reaching out one day just to kind of experiment and see what would happen. Guess what? I literally never heard back from them. Today, it is almost three years later, and there is still radio silence between us because I literally was the one who would reach out. And as soon as I stopped, they stopped reaching out to me. And to paint a picture for you around who these friends, and I say this with quotation marks too, who these friends were, what it meant to be on the wrong side of a friendship. Well, flashback to my 23rd birthday. And just a reminder, like I'm almost 27 now, actually. My birthday is tomorrow, March 1st. But anyway, I deviate. So flashback to my 23rd birthday when these friends offered to hold a birthday pregame for me at their apartment. I got a free table at a club to go to after through one of my friend's boyfriends. And I was just so excited to not be the one managing my birthday celebration for once. Also, side note, I hate my birthday. We'll get into this in another episode. I'm sure we can talk about it after my birthday happens tomorrow. But Honestly, I was also a bit surprised that these girls wanted to do this for me, like literally hold a pregame and like do a whole night out for me. I was like, all right, I'll figure it out. I'll get the club thing going. But like, thanks, fam. Uh, but anywho, I get to the pregame and it's all the usual pregame fun. We call Ubers to go to the club that I had got that free table at. And my car gets to the club to find out that all of the girls ditched me to go to freaking common ground instead. I mean, Common Ground, real, actually, Common Ground's pretty fun. But the night we were all supposed to celebrate my birthday, they ditched me to go to a cooler club. And the worst part is that they all show up at my birthday brunch the next day that my mom threw me on my actual birthday, acting like we all had the best time together the previous night and sat there contently, literally, as my mom paid the whole bill. I mean, woof. Like, we had fun together the previous night. I barely even saw them at the pregame. And then when we got to the club, they weren't there. These were the people I called my best friends for so long and prioritized spending my life with that I completely ignored my inner feelings about, despite all the tears and all the shame and all the hours-long calls complaining to my mom about them. And Going back to my early pandemic era when I had the shocking realization, and it was shocking, fam. Like, I, I did a lot of therapy for this. Um, but when I had the shocking realization of just how much I prioritized other people over myself, I went through this, like, domino effect of distancing myself from friend after friend. Because it didn't even just 
Well, it did. It started with this group, but then I started to notice like other friends in my life that I was doing the same thing with until I literally ended up at square one, which started with me working, as I've been saying, with a therapist to really strip down all the reasons why I was in those relationships in the first place. And then what I eventually did was it started to help me build a relationship with myself so I could set myself up for success and happiness in my life by operating in a way that felt aligned to the true new me. Well, it's not really even the new me. It's like the authentic me that had all this muck covering her up. And then I just cleared out all of the muck to discover who I truly was and am today. Uh, and as much as stripping all of it down sucked and how alone I felt at the time, I knew that this was the only way that I could start attracting the right people, the right opportunities, and the right experiences as a result that would actually meet me exactly where I was at with this new authentic version of myself. I mean, I could just picture myself wanting to start a podcast and talking to all of those girls that I used to be friends with about starting a podcast and them like making fun of me for it. Like they used to make fun of me for how much I posted on my Snapchat stories. I mean, I don't even have Snapchat anymore, but I... It's just like funny to me thinking about that because it is just such a literal expression of myself. But anywho, I am so much happier carelessly being my weirdo self and not trying to fit some molds that I just so clearly wasn't and am not. And I started to intentionally build my life back. Um, and as I started to do that, it enabled me to channel confidence and pride into everything I do. Like, I've literally become my own biggest cheerleader, fam, and now confidently cheer on the people that I care about. And they cheer me on back. Like, when I started this podcast, everybody in my life has been so supportive. And that's just been such a full circle moment for me because I, I have so much pride in my journey, who I am, who I surround my people with. And if they went and did something amazing, I mean, even just waking up every day, I want to cheer my friends on. <laughs> so anywho, I don't ever second guess myself when it comes to interacting with anyone in my life now. And I don't wonder if people won't like me anymore or if I'll be forgotten if I don't go to something that I don't actually want to go to. I also don't fear that I'll be dropped if I'm having a shitty day and aren't as energetic or fun as I usually am. I mean, I'm a human, people. I want friends who know that I'm a human and I see them as a human back. I just operate as my natural self, and it's embraced by everyone that I choose to let in, which feels pretty damn good considering where I was in my life a few years ago. So that's my story, and it's a huge part of why I'm here. I so badly want to help you find your right people so you can live a happier, more fulfilled, aligned, and confident life. Like, can you imagine if we cheered ourselves on like we cheer for our favorite sports teams or cheer for our favorite artists? Like if you cheered for yourself like you cheer for Taylor Swift or Beyonce, <laughs> come on. So with that, we'll pause for now on all of this not too hot, not too cold. Is this really the right relationship for you stuff? And we'll go into today's pro tip, but there will definitely be a part two and maybe a part three, perhaps a part four to this episode that we can really craft to meet you in whatever way is most helpful to your life. So please don't hesitate to DM me, reach out to me on Instagram. If there's anything regarding relationships or a specific kind of relationship, like romantic relationships, let's freaking dive into that. Freaking, freaking, freaking. Okay, sorry. So today's pro tip, in your me, myself, and I locked note, you're going to do a little people in your life evaluation. 
Take a few minutes to jot down a couple of lists. One should be focused on writing out the names of people in your life who you feel positively energized with after hanging out with them versus people you leave feeling icky or worse or lesser about yourself after you hang out or interact with them. And really, I challenge you to be honest with yourself. This list shouldn't just be focused on people you engage with socially, but like I was saying before, it's all-encompassing. So this means friends, family, colleagues, significant others, your exes even. And if you feel uncomfy writing people's full names, like use their initials or any other naming convention that works for you and your system. And remember, this locked note is your safe space to be with you and only you. So don't be afraid of the results either. Even if you have more people on your ick list than you thought, like that's telling. Identifying this is going to help you start attracting the energy into your life that is value add. Life is too short to waste your precious time on people who you don't feel it back from, fam. And this pro tip will especially help you start generating the awareness to set a personal boundary with yourself and not take things so personally from people on your ick list since you now know it's a them thing and it's not you. Also, It'll help you better understand which people in your life you can go to when you're in need of some extra support. So there are layers to all of this, and there's ways to healthfully distance, which I definitely think I need to talk about soon. Um, I'll teach you just how to take space from people and make it not seem so obvious. And maybe in the times that it does need to seem obvious, where you need to set a clear boundary and it's like, do not pass go, do not collect 200, I'll teach you how to do that too. But I really appreciate you being on this journey with me. I am so fulfilled being on this journey with you. And really just, I have so much gratitude for you listening to me, my point of view, and hearing my story. Like, I might have a vulnerability hangover tomorrow, but I'm proud of who I am. And I'm proud of my past. And I have nothing to freaking hide from, fan. I am an open book. So thank you so much for listening to my story. I really just... Uh, I'm I'm so grateful. I, I don't have other words than that. I'm just so grateful you're here and continuously listening to the Confidently Me with CC podcast. Have a wonderful rest of your week and happy March to you. I will see you next week and uh, check out the show notes if you need a little reminder about what that pro tip is and how to create your locked note, me, myself, and I on your phone. <laughs> All right, fam, over and out. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to the Confidently Me with CC podcast. Your journey doesn't end here. Check me out on the gram at Caroline Cannon and on TikTok at Confidently CC. Feeling empowered already? Let me know your thoughts by leaving a review, five-star rating, and subscribing to the show. Here's to you and your journey. This stuff isn't always easy, but it's a long-term investment in building a relationship with yourself. You know, the person you're stuck with your entire life. <laughs> Tune in on Tuesdays for more great vibes, high energy, and especially confidence boosting. CC, over and out.